and we are live. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a very special podcast here. This is Top 5 Favorite Platformers, and we have an ensemble cast today, so I would like to introduce right. Mr. Justin. Could you introduce yourself, please? What's up, guys? I'm Inferno. How you doing? Next up, we have Sky of Crimson. Hey, been a while. About a year, I think. Oh, yeah, it's been a long time, man, since we've seen you. Hopefully you're holding up well. As well as I can be. Mr. Humbler? Hi, how's it going? And that's your intro? Yeah, I don't I don't really know. That's all I really got for an intro. That's fine, that's fine, man. And last but not least, we have Punmeister X. Hey, what's up? Alright, so we're going to start this list... Um, I'm gonna go first so you guys can have a proper idea of how the format goes. So, my top five, of course, number one is Mega Man X4. I enjoy this game to death. I think it was the pinnacle of the X series. I really enjoyed the fact that they introduced Zero as a playable character in a totally different uh, campaign with different story elements, but you know, the gameplay is mostly the same. Uh, so I really enjoyed Mega Man X4 for what it was. Next up, we have Jack 2. Uh, there's a lot to say about this game. First of all, it's fucking hard. But I really appreciate the open world elements that they put into this game. It's not like the original Jack 1. They put a lot of uh, dark and uh, gritty tone to this franchise, which I appreciate. And you can use guns. That's always boss. So next up, we have Crash Bandicoot. Another hard platformer, but it really brought that appeal of just fun and variety and the fact that everything looks completely just out there. I love the level design, even though sometimes it kicks my ass. Sunset Vista, I'm talking about you. But I really liked the first game for what it was. I cannot wait to play the sequels. Next up, let's see what we have here. We have Sonic 2, a classic. Uh, Sonic 2 was what introduced me to platformers. Uh, I really didn't know that much about the genre until I played this game, and it was fantastic. I think it was one of the best Genesis sequels they ever had. I really loved the exploration, Supersonic, all that jazz. That was really cool. And last but not least, we have Spyro the Dragon. This was just revolutionary in my eyes because I feel as though... The design of this game was just flawless. You you don't rarely find platformers like this that have a perfect balance of hard and um, easy challenge. There's always uh, one or the other or trial and error. This game had it all. And uh, I like the collectibles going around the world, exploring, talking to dragons. It was one of those fundamental experiences that I will never forget as my childhood. So that is my top five for now. Uh, so who wants to go next? I'll go interject next. for a moment. Oh, uh, Justin. Hey, Sky, you can go after Justin, no problem. I, I just wanted to say, um, mm -hmm. Mega Man X three was the first to introduce Zero as a playable character. Oh, I I know, but in okay. terms of having him as like his own campaign, he was only a side character in X three. So I, I was well, I was well aware of that. You okay. couldn't even fight bosses with Zero in X three, so it's so it's very pseudo. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, about X4 real quick. What am I fighting for? <laughs> yeah, the voice acting, the voice acting was not great, 
but I mean the level design like I said the fundamentals the classic you know introduction of like fighting bosses getting their power-ups kicking people's ass using weaknesses uh, with zero it really worked for close encounters I, I really enjoyed that aspect that kind of was Capcom at the time anyway so yeah I mean they had Resident Evil I was well aware of this it's just so bad but <laughs> They improved with Resident Evil 2, so I'll give them some credit, but, you know, uh, that's besides the point. So, I would like Mr. Justin to go next. Alright, that's for my top five. Number one is Sonic 3 and Knuckles. What Sonic 1 and 2 did right, Sonic 3 exemplified by, like, times 100. You have, like, a godly amount of levels for such a game of its eras in the genesis, of all things. You have a beautiful looking sprites, you have three playable characters that don't change the formula up too much, but all have their own distinct gameplay styles. You have Sonic using his own thing with his spin dash and his shields, you have Tails who can fly, you have Knuckles who can glide and climb walls and even has his own sections of the levels. And even different boss fights as well. There's so much detail and so many nice things that they actually did with this game. It's Honestly, unbelievable how this was a time where with every game, they actually kept making it better. When you look at Sonic nowadays, it's just like, uh, what am I seeing? But no, here you have everything is good, except for the barrel. We can all say the barrel sucks. Sonic 06 game of the year? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe 10 <laughs> years ago. Better than Shadow. Oh, Excuse God. me? <laughs> well, then, well then, Blue Hedgehog. Yeah, that sounds like a challenge to me. <laughs> but anyway, as that's it for Sonic 3. It's pretty simple. As for pick number 2, Crash 3 Warped, as the game calls it. Now, while I was introduced to the series with Crash 2, I actually have barely played Crash 1, guys. Don't kill me. I oh, know Crash 1 uh, is hard. I understand. Fuck you, Sunset Vista. Anyway. <laughs> Crash 3. Oh my god, Crash 3. I love Crash 2 to death, don't get me wrong, but Crash 3 just... You have, again, different gameplay styles. You have with Coke... You have uh, Crash's running, his motorcycles, Coco's jet ski, and running and with that uh, cute-as-hell tiger on the Great Wall of China. And such distinct level design that's not just typical jungles like in one and two you have the egyptian era you have chinese era <laughs> you got mechanical fortress and you got some really nice boss fights like all of them are so varied even like you know dog fighting with uh engine you got a coliseum fight with what was it tiny the tiger ironically named tiny. right yeah tiny yeah. the tiger He's not Tony the Tiger, that's for sure. He's great! Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the best parts about Crash 3, the power-ups. Actual, legit power-ups. After every boss fight, you get power-ups. From your spin, to a running, to like, to like a faster run, a double jump, a friggin' bazooka that shoots wampa fruit. I mean, wow. It only just keeps getting better from there, and L extra levels after time relics. It's just this game just keeps offering me more. Hell, hundred and five percent, getting straight up Donkey Kong Country up in. 
I see what you did there. Some call me Johnny reference. <laughs> Continuing on with our favorite classics of the era, my pick for three is actually Spyro 2 Ripto's Rage. Well, we'll agree with you that Spyro 1 was pretty good in itself, but in my personal experience, Spyro 2 was actually my gateway, and after playing 1 and a bit of 3, I still consider 2 to be the more superior in my personal experiences. What, what 1 did, 2 just did more. It felt like it controlled a bit better. You had all these great levels from here and there, and some pretty damn good parts of the soundtrack. I mean, there's was one track, Colossus Valley. I cannot, to this day, get that track out of my head sometimes. Like, seriously, I, it's like sliding on the ice, freaking playing hockey. It's like, I'm playing hockey in Spyro. And this was before Ratchet and Clank, mind you. What year did this game come out? Spyro 2? Yeah. No, oh, that's uh, I don't exactly remember what year it came out. I'll, I'll fact check um, that. J 99. Don't worry about it. 99? Okay. Yeah. And oh my god, that glide. Like, like the, the glide buffer. Need I say any more about that? Yeah, before Ratchet and Clank. They went on to develop Ratchet and Clank. Exactly, same guys, Insomniac. And when I say the glide buffer I'm talking about, when you press triangle, you do a little hover for landing on a platform. In one, you kind of just drop to the floor. This one just helps you just make your landing a lot better. That's what I mean when I say control. It's mainly that hover. That just helps it so much. And you can swim underwater. And there's like three freaking hub worlds. Nice and expansive, and it, I mean, it may not be in three, but uh, oh man, I wish I could just ram money bags right in the ass for taking all my gems. Oh, and this I'm, got pretty, pretty dark, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I think all many spiral players can agree. Stop taking my gems, <laughs> my precious. Okay, we got Lord of the Rings in this bitch, alright. <laughs> and continuing with Insomniac, actually. I didn't mean to bring it up so quickly, but my number four pick is Ratchet and Clank Future, A Crack in Time. time. A, I am so spoiled. I'll get that out of the way right now. This is my first Ratchet and Clank game. I am very spoiled. I love the weapon selection so much in this game. Get so many nice weapons besides your Omni Wrench. You get some cool looking armor as the game goes by. You get awesome space dogfights, nice platforming challenges, annoying annoying little mite enemies that can kill you in just a, in just about a couple of seconds unless you go right near water. Oh wait, was I rambling on too much about that part? Anyhow. And you go from that to these different parts with clank, which are a hell of a lot more puzzle based and not gonna lie, can trip you up a lot of times because they require a lot of timing on your part. You can't rush them like crazy. Even get a cool time stab and you can manipulate time at will. It's awesome. And you even have an arena. An arena. I'm pretty sure previous games might have had this somewhere. Yeah, it started with two. I love the arena. I actually bothered to... I'm not gonna lie to you, I actually bothered to 100% the game after the end credits and fight Lord Norsalon again. 
<laughs> and, a, and that Insomniac Museum. Oh my god, Insomniac Museum is so good. I wish more game series would actually do something like that, where it actually show you what cut content there was. Like, TCRF, like, like its job was done for by Insomniac in this game. And other, and other Ratchet and Clank games from what I've seen. It was nice seeing some concepts that were cut out of the game. There's one game to my memory that did that, and it was Siphon Filter 2, I believe. But uh, you don't see it that often in games, so I agree. Oh, yeah. they More yeah, games have got to do it. They really have some, got to do something like the, like the Insomniac Museum. Yeah, usually when it comes to concept art, uh, the developers show them elsewhere. They're usually not put in the game unless it's a special, like, uh, extras feature. But it's not done a lot. Oh, concept art is a different story. I'm talking like this had just more than concept art. It had literally cut puzzles and I think cut boss fight concepts too. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah, like if if I may just give an example real quick. Um, Nefarious's base would have had this weird teleport puzzle, but they cut it out because apparently the beta testers had very selective language for it, as the game would describe. That sounds like <laughs> swearing to me. Quite. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> and as for my last one, it's Super Mario Galaxy 2. I love Mario Galaxy. Really love Mario Galaxy 2. May be very samey, and I will agree on that. But I will say that the added gimmicks did help differentiate it a bit from Yoshi and his fruits. And to even just a different way of progression on Starship Mario. And even some of the new power-ups like Boulder Mario and especially Cloud Mario. Making your own platforms, having a nice floaty jump. I have it a all question. Just... Yes? Did you want to become a plumber afterwards? <laughs> that is a good question. <laughs> I, I don't know. Have you, anyone got any big pipes? Big green pipes? <laughs> any cleaning? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know how to clean big green pipes, all right. That's for sure. So, is that all your picks, Justin? Hmm? Is that all your picks? One more thing about Mario Gal. Another thing about Mario Galaxy Two. Beautiful soundtrack. Full orchestra, and please, Nintendo, for the love of God, put it on iTunes. People will throw money at you. <laughs> I'm being completely serious here. People Put are both soundtracks it. on, please. I no, love Rock sure. Galaxy. People are scalping that damn thing on Amazon, and it's borderline criminal. Oh yeah, I know. But yeah, please, Nintendo, just put that thing on iTunes. I will for like ten bucks, like you did with Pokemon Sun and Moon. I will give you my ten dollars. But yeah, it's all my picks. I love these games. I can go back to play them any day. So, Sky of Crimson, what is your? Top five favorite platformers. Number one, if you follow me on Twitter, it's gonna be very obvious. Sonic Three and Knuckles. Eh. I grew up with Sonic Two and Sonic One. I didn't grow up with this actually, but when I picked it up, I found it was so much better than the first two that it was hard to go. Now it's hard to go back to Sonic Two for me, just because of one thing. Supersonic isn't nearly as glitchy. You can't break the game as easily with Supersonic by accident. Isn't there a variant where um, if you get the a certain emerald... I forgot what it was called, yes, but I know Sonic... Will... There's like... There is 
12 emeralds. This next, not 12, 14. The next seven are the super emeralds. And yeah, when you get all those, you get hypersonic. And you also blow up everything you see. Yeah, actually, that's an attack of his. Oh my god, that's overpowered. <laughs> but it's, it's hilarious to see hypersonic. Yeah, because, you know, if you see him, you get a seizure. compression, because it looks like there's two Sonics. Yeah, and if you see him, you'll get a seizure. Pretty much, but... That combined with the fact that they actually made the Emeralds plot irrelevant for the first time, in the sense that you needed them to get to the final stone, definitely was a step forward in some sense, but a step back in others. Because nowadays they're just all plot MacGuffin anyways, but, um... And the soundtrack. Yes. I love the soundtrack too, yeah. Pretty good. My all-time favorite track from that is Flying Batteries Own Act 2. I, I forget mine. I know it was, uh... I know it was the first level. It might be just Sonic and Knuckles, because I remember they had the, uh... They had the cartridge where you can, uh, open it up. With Sonic Three, and you could put Sonic and Knuckles in there, and yeah, that's play... Sonic Three and Knuckles. That's yeah. how you had to do it. Yeah, that, that's that, I, that's I, the way you play it. I am old school, so I had one of those things. So that's what I remember. The first thing I remember is that. Oh, I still have mine. Well, right now I'm thinking about Hydro City. Oh, I love that track. Hydro City was good. Yeah, yeah it was. Um, number two. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Yes. Oh, 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 yeah. What I think is the best Castlevania game of all time. Even if I don't really care for the second half because it was pretty much the same thing upside down. But the game itself, it controlled so smooth. Sprite animations. I didn't think that they... I don't think they can get any smoother than what they had. Can it? I don't. They were very good, and, and the thing was, every time you got new moves, there was new animations for certain attacks. Yeah, it's just, and the fact that you could fight with either weapons or your bare fists and still be effective made him probably the most versatile in a Metroidvania style game. Absolutely, I definitely agree with this. What is a man? Oh no. <laughs> um, number three, Mega Man X. Oh, the very first one. Okay. Yes, the very first one. Going really old school now. I, I don't know. I find it the most fun out of all of them because it has the perfect mix of challenge. It has the perfect mix of challenge and music. I love the um, the stuff you could unlock as well because I think the that Hadouken. game had the Hadouken. Yeah, yeah, the Hadouken. I remember getting that and beating Sigma. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. The first two forms were just the Hadouken. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I don't think it's possible to do the third form the Hadouken though. I think you can. You just have to time it. It is on extreme two. Yeah. In Extreme 1, on the Game Boy Color part of it. But I don't think it's possible in the original one. 
Yeah, I, I think if you're talking about the one where he has the dog body, you can do it, but you have to time it very precisely. Yeah, you had. You do? Yeah, you yeah. do. I've never uh, been I, able I to did do it, it, so. I did it once. It's hard as fuck, believe me. Okay. I've never been able to do it. But, um. It's actually my favorite Mega Man game of all time. I don't really care for the classic series or any of the other series. Mega Man X was my favorite series. Mega Man, the original Mega Man X was definitely the best of the series for me, anyways. I can see where you get four, but for me, it was just the, the classic one that was the best for me. The tone of uh, Mega Man X always appealed to me a lot more than classic. So even though I like X4, oh, yeah. uh, those games in general, they did a lot to the series in terms of innovations and reinventions. Um, number four was Ratchet and Clank Up Your Arsenal. Uh, when we first got our PlayStation 2, we started off with Ratchet and Clank, and from that game I fell in love with the series. Going Commando made improvements. Up Your Arsenal is pretty much what I find the best game, because it's the best combination of soundtrack, villain, and level design. Gameplay hasn't changed much since Going Commando. It did have the, um... Going Commando is where the Irenews de debuted. Up Your Arsenal, they improved on them with obstacle courses within the arena setting itself. Um, and the final boss is honestly the most challenging final boss I've ever fought in any Ratchet Clank game. I don't even know how many times I died in that boss. I would ask, but spoilers, so I'm trying to avoid that. May I just say I love Insomniac for these innuendic names. Oh yeah. <laughs> Up your arsenal, you know, quest for booty. Did you know Kraken Time was originally going to be called Clock Blockers? Yes. Oh, no way they can get away with that. <laughs> yeah, no, their higher-ups turned them down, but that would have been amazing. That that would have been one of the best names ever. I, I legitimately wonder how many people would have got that. <laughs> Probably all the parents would have said, no, you can't get this. No, yeah. Jimmy, you can't get this game! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, otherwise, you'll get clock blocked. <laughs> God damn it. Um, no, but um, it's the same villain from the future series. Now, now I gotta play that because I, I still have the HD collection, so I should probably get that at some point. Honestly, I'll say this the HD collection has some glaring graphical issues. Like I'm aware. It's just it, it's my especially only access with the helmet, especially with the helmet. It's just my only access to to those like you know, the first three on PS2. Yeah, but... no, I I still have all my original discs. I played the originals if I did. Trust me, the Sly HD collection taught me that HD collections are to be just looked at with a grain of salt. Well, they're good until you find the glitches. <laughs> he yeah. has a point. <laughs> True that. True that. And then number five was the original Sly Cooper. 
I found it the most challenging of the games, mostly because it was one hit wonder unless you have a lucky charm. And I found the boss fights were more intuitive because you had to get around because you had to learn patterns, but certain bosses you had to learn patterns. Other bosses you just had to um, know when to go aggressive, when not to go aggressive. And oh. the soundtrack is pretty good. And the areas you visit in that game are some of the most unique out of the series, in my opinion. How do you feel about the uh, later sequels? Um, I liked them. I liked how they changed the formula. But they became more brawly, while the original was definitely more of a platformer. Oh, I see. That's why we call that a Q-Combustion. <laughs> <sighs> uh, that's my top five, though. Alright, so last but not least, since uh, Humbla dipped out, we have Mr. Pummeister X. So, what is your top five, good sir? Well, to start off, number one would have to be a classic Super Mario 64. Um, the fact that they nailed platforming so well on the first try in 3D. Um, it's just so much fun to play. Like, you can spend hours just wandering around the game, not even really accomplish anything. And still have a lot of fun. Um, that was probably one of my first video games. Um, it's still a lot of fun. Um, the remake on the DS is also fun. They added some new content to it too. And made it fresh even though it's basically a remake. But that would definitely be number one for sure. Um, number two is a newer one. Uh, Shovel Knight. Which I really enjoy playing. Um, it's kind of, it definitely plays homage to, uh, the Mega Man series and all those old school games. And it's, it's challenging enough to where, uh, it's not too hard, but it's challenging enough to where, um, you'll definitely have to put in some effort to get through the game. And the soundtrack is, oh my God, the soundtrack's so good. For sure. Um, number three. Uh, the original Rayman on the, I want to say PS1, but I think it's been on like literally everything. Uh, that game, th it was a lot of fun. Um, that game was very challenging for sure. Um, I originally played it on the Game Boy Advance, but I know it's been on every, it's literally been on every platform. I've played on PS1 as well, but I think it's just a little bit different. But it's still a lot of fun. Um, what was the other one? Uh, number four would have to be Banjo-Kazooie. It would love the soundtrack. i pretty sure to... Oh, to this day, uh, I can't remember which world it is, but it's the one where it goes through like a different season depending on where you enter uh, from. Click Clockwood. Yeah, Click Clockwood. That song is so mesmerizing. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have it stuck in my head after the end of this. And all, like, the variations on that song. But they gain, the, the soundtrack for Banjo-Kazooie is really good. The platforming and all the new moves that you get through it are good. The only gripe I have about that game 
is the it, it starts it's pretty easy as far as for the most part until the very end where it's just like oh you pretty much need to need it to 100 everything in this game if you want to complete it like beat beat the boss boss and uh complete the game which was really frustrating because like you can get through pretty much all the levels like 70 80 percent but then you get to the last level and it's just like oh you needed pretty much everything like all the jiggies eggs whatnot to get through this game which i thought was a little annoying but up until that point it's a really solid game um the worlds are really good soundtrack's amazing um very vibrant uh as far as art style and then yeah. number was that yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, and the uh, the voice acting in that game is, oh my well, god. Well, voice acting. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we should say if the you want to call it that. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that the voice acting is uh, pure classic. Pure, just <laughs> so very innovative. No one can ever top that. Yeah, I mean, uh, who who can forget the likes of uh, "Don't Open That Door" and uh, "You Were Almost a Jill Sandwich"? I mean, those are still up there in the ranks for me. Only <laughs> oh, the master of unlocking can use this. Yeah. And oh, let's wait. see. Uh, number five would have to be uh, Donkey Kong Country. Um, it's. For me, I like the art style. I know a lot of people gave it crap back in the day, um, but I really enjoyed it. Just the art style, the it looked really good. I don't, I don't see why well, people complained about it. Well, yeah, for its time, it was pretty advanced. It hasn't aged well, though. Yeah, you can no. say that. I mean, to some people, it might not have aged well. Yeah, but again, for its time, though, you got. Yeah, admit. for its time, it looked great. Nowadays, mm -hmm. it hasn't aged well at all. I can't remember. I've heard somewhere that um, people had uh, problems with it because it was like they were all focusing on the graphics and not and the gameplay was shallow or something. But I really enjoyed it. Um, soundtrack's also amazing in that game. Um, it's as far as difficulty, it's not too hard. It's it, it finds a good balance between the two, uh, unlike the sequels, which just get pretty hard <laughs> like the I, I i've beaten the first one but the second one just gets ridiculously hard by the end um and i've yet to beat the second one but the first one is definitely a lot of fun it's 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 challenging enough but not too challenging the the soundtrack's great the platform mechanics are really good and obviously with the graphics um then the art style makes it uh very unique definitely i mean i don't know it's it's aged decently not not great but it, it's definitely a product of its time yeah, that's understandable all right so i think that's about it we are clocking in in about 30 minutes here so we're gonna sign off and do our outros uh but i want to put a little bit of extra spin on this so when we do our outros, we're also going to do honorable mentions like 
just one game in particular that we might have left out in our list. So I would like to go. You can find me on Twitter at RentOperative underscore. You can find me on YouTube at Renegade Operative. And an honorable mention would be Shadow of the Colossus, where the boss is an actual platform. I really enjoyed that game. I'm going to go back and play it after this podcast. It really holds true to my childhood memories, and I really enjoyed it. I also think the music, the design, the monsters, the creatures, everything was spectacular on the PS2. It's like, how did they do that on that hardware? Because the PS2 was known to be uh, the most graphically inferior at its time, and they pulled it off. So I got to give the team kudos for that. And the fact that the, apparently there were going to be, they planned for more Colossi in that game, but had to scrap it down to the 16 that we know now. Yeah, that would have been nuts. Can, See can something like that. That we thought we all thought the same thing about the Wii, but looking more galaxy. Oh yeah, of course. Like when you think something is inferior, it could blow you away. If it's a first party or third party game, no problem. They could really push that engine to the limits. They need oh. to make a sequel to that. Oh to yeah. Losses. Well, technically, Ico and um, the Last Guardian are. Spiritual, universe, I, so. I think they're spiritual successors though, like an actual sequel to it would be kind of crazy in my opinion. I think they could pull it off though. I think it would be hard to do a sequel at the same time though. Yeah, it could be, because usually the guy who makes his projects, he moves on to the next thing. But Also, I'm looking at how it ended. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I remember now. That would be very hard to make a sequel. I guess they could try new characters, anything's possible. Yeah. Or do an age... HD remake. That'd be pretty cool. I think there is they one on did. PS3. Yeah. They already did an each HD re-release. Or, or maybe, maybe one, like, maybe uh... One day they could make a actual Shadow of the Colossus game with 40 freaking Colossi. <laughs> That'd be nuts, man. But, uh, Justin, it's time yeah, to do yeah. your outro. Alright, well, you can find me on Twitter at InfernoDragon3D. And an honorable mention here, while it may sound like a cheap shot, I would have to say Crash Bandicoot 2. Cortex Strikes Back. It did. It basically took the first game, put it into a blender with some nice sugar, and gave you Crash 2, where everything looked better, controlled better, and the difficulty was actually toned down to be a hell of a lot more fair than its than its predecessor. That's for goddamn sure. Still had its sick moments. It, it had its sick moments. Cold Hard Crash. Uh, <laughs> but overall, the game's difficulty was scaled a hell of a lot more better. And soundtrack. Gotta always mention the soundtrack. Especially those levels where you were like literally surfing on the jet ski and it had that surfer motif. <laughs> Dude. Okay, so before we get Dubro in here... Uh, I would like Sky of Crimson to outro himself and mention his honorable mention for tonight. Um, you can find me on Twitter where I normally retweet whatever the Sonic, Twi Sonic the Hedgehog Twitter puts out at Skyrider94. And honorable mention, um, probably Freedom Planet, honestly. I have that game. I never played it. I it need to do that. It started off as a Sonic the Hedgehog fan game. And it turned into something else? Turned into something bigger. Hmm. And better, in my opinion. The voice acting's pretty decent in it. Story is kind of whiplashy in how it was presented, because one moment it's all nice and happy, and the next you see a torture. But the controls are 
very solid and everything very smooth with it. Plus, the soundtrack's probably one of my favorite video game soundtracks out there. Take a shot every time you hear the word Cyclone. <laughs> <laughs> Any Freedom Planet player will get the joke. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first stage. Cyclone! Like you're, you're, trying Cyclone! To you're trying to kill us, man? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't figured it out. Run! <laughs> Alright, again, last but not least, Mr. Punmeister, outro yourself. Yeah, so you can find me on YouTube and Twitter at PunmeisterX. And honorable mention, um, you never go wrong with Bubsy 3D. Oh <laughs> man, god <laughs> damn it. Shut up. Such a, such a classic. No, I'm just kidding. But... What could possibly <laughs> go wrong? Everything. <laughs> and it did. The in the entire game itself. No, but my honorable mention would be uh Rayman two. Completely different from the original. Um, but still still a lot of fun to play. Every world's different. Um No, it, it's a it's a lot of fun, for sure. Definitely have good memories from that game. Alright, so this is this podcast wrapped up at about almost 38 minutes now. I had a lot of fun here. It was definitely enjoyable hearing you guys uh, talk about your favorite platformers, uh, giving some input, dropping some knowledge. So we will see you guys next time for the next podcast. This is the Cooperative Podcast signing out. Hopefully you have a good night in YouTube land. Take care. <laughs>